Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Gushing like Spindletop in 1901, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The hydroxychloroquine of Medicare podcasts. And now, highly offended by jokes about crackers, it's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you have arrived at the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast again. I hope it's again. We'd like to have an audience that stops by regularly. As my Canadian nephew just told you, I am Doug Jones. I used to be calling myself a Medicare expert, but I think I'm going to try to remember to call myself a Medicare specialist. I think that sounds, that leaves more room for error. If I ever screw up, then uh, you can say, well, I have a specialist, but he's not really an expert. Anyway, it's wonderful to be here. Uh, it's a beautiful, sunny morning in Arizona. The there is a, There's a cloud up there, but it's a fairly small cloud. It's uh, going to warm up today. My understanding, it's going to be in the 70s here. And as I was telling Randy earlier, I'm accompanying my neighbor across the street. He's taking his street rod, a 34 Ford with a 502 Chevy and a it's got an automatic of some kind, but uh, otherwise it's a beautiful piece of work. He's decided to sell it. So I'm going to follow him down to Mesa, Arizona, where there's a consignment shop that's just full of classic cars for sale. Streetscape Classics is the name of it. 53,000 feet indoors. Plus, they've got six stores around the Southwest. So that's going to be a sad day for me not to be able to see his car in the garage anymore when he opens his garage door. However, let me get back to business. We're here because you might have an interest in Medicare. You might be a little trepidatious because Medicare time is approaching for you and you want to know what to do, what preparation should you make, what uh, things should you do, who should you talk to to get uh, good, solid advice about your course of action, the best coverages to make sure you purchase to fill in the holes and the gaps in regular government provided Medicare. Well, you've come to the right place. This uh, this podcast was uh, inspired by my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. And uh, what you do, if you want to get one of these books is uh, go to amazon.com and you're going to find a paperback for about eight bucks. You're going to find a hardcover book. I would consider spending the $22 to buy the hardcover book as a gift for a friend or relative that might be approaching Medicare. It's a beautiful piece of work. It's got colorful illustrations and uh, it's a, it's uh, durable. 
it's I just gave one to our local library here and they said, why, thank you so much. We're very happy to have this book. We're going to put it in a special place. And I'm guessing that might be in the dumpster. I don't know, but I'm I'm hoping it's out on the shelf for uh, patrons of the library to enjoy. Uh, and then also, let's say that you've got a Kindle. You read uh, books in electronically. Well, uh, there's an ebook version that costs less than $4. So you can acquire that thing. The knowledge is virtually free. And the knowledge is also easily understood and easily absorbed. So I think if you need knowledge about Medicare, you could do a lot worse than to buy one of my books on either amazon.com, search for Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, or go to Barnes & Noble. And there you're going to find a paperback for $9 with color illustrations. And that may be more to your to your liking. I don't know. Anyway, uh, about this time in the podcast, every time we do one, I ask uh, Randy to join us. He's uh, he, over there busying himself with whatever podcast engineers do during uh, their downtime. But if I can get Randy to pot up his microphone and uh, say hello to us, I will do that. Randy. Hey. Hey, Doug, how the heck are you today on this very fine morning? Well, we're in Arizona, so how bad could it be? Well, okay, I won't whine then. It looks pretty good to me. It's supposed to be 71, according to my phone. What what does your forecast say? Well, my forecast right now says, well, personally, it's 58 degrees, which is Yeah, that's not good. It's two degrees below Arizona freezing in my house. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's supposed to be we're on a warming trend for a couple of days. And then I think the uh, bottom falls out and we get rain for three days. Of course, this this has been a really wet, really wet early part of the year. Well, you have to keep reminding yourself that half of Arizona's rainfall comes in the wintertime and the other half comes during monsoon, which you don't know when that's going to start in the summer. And uh, we were here all summer this year and it was the monsoon settled in. I want to say in July sometime. Do you remember? And it was well, you cloudy. Know, I, when I first moved out here, probably, you know, very similarly to when you first, uh, you know, became acquainted with Arizona, there was some particular date that they used to say, oh, yeah, it's going to be a uh, monsoon starts on October the 12th at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. And now they go, oh, it's got, you know, there's a whole bunch of scientific facts around yeah. it. You know, well, I mean, my first, <laughs> my first, my first encounter with Arizona was much earlier than you think. It was uh, when I was in second grade. So it was like 1956. Wow. Was was there in Arizona then? It, yeah, there was <laughs> there was really no line. It was just a, a an arrow on a map that said arid zone. <laughs> but it didn't it was uh, there was no snow and I got to ride horses and and goof around all day long. So I was uh, I was happy with that. I fell in love with Arizona just cuz I didn't have to do any studying or schoolwork. Actually I did. My grandparents always hired a tutor for me and my school teachers were always very cooperative. Now that doesn't happen nowadays because they lose tax money if your kid isn't in school. But they pulled me out of school for a month or a month and a half in the wintertime and dragged me out to Arizona on the Santa Fe Super Chief, which was a whole adventure in itself. And then I would have a tutor for a couple hours a day and, and the tutor would make me do my homework and stuff. But it was much less traumatic than actually sitting in a classroom full of girls that I, I couldn't get next to and stuff. I uh, I enjoyed having Arizona and uh, a few hours of tutoring 
Well, you know, I got to tell you a short story about that. Please do. Back in the day when Margaret and I, uh, Brenna, our daughter, was just, well, I don't know, maybe first grade, second grade, I don't know. She was just a tiny little girl. So we had an opportunity, and we promised her and promised her and promised her that, uh, you know, for I forget which birthday it was on, but we were going to take her to Disneyland. Uh Ah, yes. And so she had this puppy marked down on her, you know, seven-year-old calendar. Right. And it it was not going to pass by. No. So we we called, you know, I didn't. Margaret called the teacher and said, hey, we're going to take Brenna out of town on a trip to Disneyland, uh, such and such a day or such and such a weekend, whatever. And, you know, take a few days out of school. And would you please send us her assignments, if any? Uh-huh. And she told my wife she was about the poorest mother she had ever talked to that wanted to take her child out of school. Oh, boy, those teachers, I'll tell you right now. Uh, this was pre-COVID, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, and guess what Margaret did next? I bet Margaret went down there and smacked that teacher right in the face. She went and She went and contacted the principal and described uh-huh. to him how out of line this little tiny yeah. Yep. You know, 12 and a half, uh, you know, minute experienced teacher told her all the things she told her. Yeah. And guess what? The principal transferred my kid out to a teacher's class that actually knew something. Well, that's good. I'm glad that problem got solved permanently. Um, obviously, the principal couldn't cause the teacher any serious repercussions because of teachers unions. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's the reason that they took advantage of uh, COVID to shut down and go on vacation for a couple of years. Uh, many of the teachers around the country, they were quite happy. Their union representation should be locked up in jail for malfeasance of duty. But those teachers just keep voting them back in the office. I don't know why they support the uh, evil cabal that runs teachers unions. And no, I know, been- I know. But that's the one thing. I, I, you know my wife very pretty well. Well, I know that and, she's not going to take any guff from a school marm. And you know what kind of res- what kind of mama bear response? Oh yeah, they call- calling her a poor mother would have gotten. I'm su- I I mean I'm surprised that there's any part left of that school. Well, I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that somebody learned a lesson. I have an idea it was the teacher, but uh, she probably left the the profession and you know went to uh, like McDonald's or something. I think easier. she's selling. I think she's selling shoes now. Oh, there you go. Well, I was <laughs> I went to Disney Disneyland when I was in third grade. It was about its second year in operation, I think. And the day I got there happened to have be a rainy day, and so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't really it was like Arizona rainy. It was raining somewhere over there, and it had rained where I was, but it never really rained on me. And so it was. Um, uh, it was tough for Disneyland to operate on rainy days. And so most of the rides were closed when we got there in the morning. And uh, so there were a few rides that were okay to, to ride in the rain, like the riverboat, the African riverboat uh, trip. And uh, so that was pretty exciting because the my grandparents were always putting me like in train engines so I could see how the engineers, you know, operate the train and shit. So they they put me in the uh, driver's seat <laughs> and the guy driving the boat had to had to deal with me and his act that he was doing. So what he, his act was, was um, these animals would come up out of the water 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, at, in third grade, I knew they weren't real. But he'd pull his pistol and just blast away at these animals. I got him. <laughs> you know, here's an alligator. Boom, boom. And uh, so I was sitting right next to him. He'd say, you steer the boat, and I'll just I'll take care of these wild animals. So I'll, they don't I'll shoot the alligators, and you keep driving. Yeah, and hippos. He shot hippos and stuff. And it was just uh, the kind of thing that I think would be very, very verboten in a woke Disneyland nowadays. Oh, my God. No, you couldn't. you couldn't do that. Yeah, but it was no, fun that, when it happened. That wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. Well, you know something? Yeah. I think we probably need to move on and do some Medicare work. Because in my nominal job, it's a high-paying job. <laughs> I, I appreciate all the remuneration I get coming my way as producer, uh, but we should probably do some Medicare work. What do you think, Doug? Yes, and I feel we've been a little light on the Medicare content lately, so I thought I'd trot some out for you today. I thought I would go through the list of preventive and screening services that Medicare Part B provides for its members. And this came to light recently because I was asked by somebody, a brand new client, and I said, here's your your policy is on its way. Go to the mailbox in a few days and it'll be there for you. And let me know. I'm your, your insurance agent for the rest of your life now. So let me know if there are any questions that arise or anything I can explain to you. And he said, wow, thanks very much. I appreciate your efforts. And he said, you know, I once a year I go to my doctor and I get a uh, a series of tests. And I want to make sure that I'll, you know, how do I find out whether those tests are covered by Medicare? Uh, he said, if I call Medicare, it's probably going to take me three hours on the phone to get somebody to talk to. And by that time I will be, have, I will have rolled the dice to see whether a person that I wind up speaking to knows anything about the subject or not. So he said, what do you suggest that I do about that? And I said, well, here you go, sir. Go to Medicare.gov. And on Medicare.gov, you're going to find a search window. So what you want to put in the search window is a little lengthy, but this is how uh, Medicare.gov classifies this particular knowledge base. You want to put in, is my item, service, or test covered? And then that will lead you to a link. So uh, when you click on the link, then you're going to find a list of all the tests that Medicare Medicare Part B will cover. Now, Part B is outpatient treatment. You're not a patient in a hospital, so it's not Part A. Part B covers all of your outpatient testing and doctor's visits and things like that that happen when you are not incarcerated in a hospital. So you will find preventive and screening services. Here's quite a list. So I thought I would read this list to you, and every one of these is a clickable link. So if one of these tests or more than one uh, is something that you need to uh, do on a periodic basis, then you can click on each of these things. And I believe you're going to find information about how often you can have it, whether they pay 100%. And I think a lot of these are reimbursed at 100%. So let's go down the list and it's in alphabetical order. So Randy can kind of read along with me. You can go, yep, you're in the A's and there are no B's. So we're going to skip from the A's to the C's, but uh, we can start with abdominal aortic aneurysm screening alcohol misuse screenings and counseling, but Randy and I never misuse alcohol. We always know exactly how to use it properly. So we would not need that sort of (laughs) test uh, or uh, service. Bone mass. Oh, there is a B in there. Bone mass measurements 
for bone density, cardiovascular disease screenings, cardiovascular disease behavioral therapy. Uh, this is something Randy and I would probably never, um, never need to indulge in. It's cervical and vaginal cancer screening, colorectal cancer screening, and then subcategories are multi-target stool DNA tests, screening barium enemas, screening colonoscopies, screening fecal occult blood tests, and screening flexible sigmoidoscopies. So back to the main testing list, depression screenings. Well, occasionally, uh, Randy gets pretty depressed on cloudy Arizona days. Uh, diabetes screenings, diabetes self-management training, flu shots, glaucoma tests, hepatitis B shots, hepatitis B virus infection screening, hepatitis C screening test, HIV screening, lung cancer screening, mammogram screening, nutritional therapy services, obesity screenings and counseling, one-time welcome to Medicare preventive visit. That is a deal that you get when you enroll in Medicare for the first time. If you click on this, it'll tell you how soon after you first enroll uh, they'll pay for it. But it's kind of like a, a um, physical exam light. Uh, doesn't have as much of the... Um, measurements uh, that you would find in a regular physical exam. It's more chit-chatty with uh, a doctor that may be your primary care physician so that he can get a uh, kind of a big picture idea of the state of your health and uh, what might have transpired lately. So moving on with the list of things that I think are going to be free with Medicare Part B, you've got pneumococcal shots, prostate cancer screenings, sexually transmitted infection screening and counseling. And then here are a series of shots that you can get. COVID-19 vaccines. Yay! Boy, oh boy. They don't talk about those enough. Uh, Randy's shaking his head. He has come across uh, to the no vaccine for me group uh, that I belong to. But some people may want to have uh, vaccines or boosters. So it's there and the government will sponsor it and will pay for it. Flu shots, hepatitis B shots, I didn't know there was such a thing, and pneumococcal shots. And then there is tobacco use cessation counseling, yearly wellness visit. That is also like a physical exam light. It's not as intense as a regular physical exam might be. It's, once again, sitting around chatting with the doctor who tries to get a picture of the state of your health and uh, uh, to understand uh, what your state of health is likely to be in the future. And then it's, uh, there's a little section here that says related resources. And this is also clickable. It's Medicare and you Medicare's preventive benefits. It's a video that uh, you can find on Medicare.gov. So that's the whole story on the tests that Medicare will pay for pretty much, uh, pretty much, I think 100%. And I believe that the reason they do that is because the philosophy is that you are better off finding out early rather than later that you've got something heinous going on with you. So uh, then what I thought I would do with uh, some of the remaining time in this episode is pat myself on the back. I've got a uh, thank you note from another new client of mine. 
And I said to him, uh, your Medicare supplement has been approved and the supplement is going to be effective on February 1st, the date we requested. This is uh, a client named Michael. I said, I would expect that the policy documents and ID card will arrive in the U.S. mail sometime at the end of January. Ah, boy. I said, it's been a pleasure being of service to you. Please don't hesitate to let me know anytime I can be of further assistance. And a lot of people just write back and say, ah, thanks. I appreciate your help and that that kind of thing. This guy is very vociferous. He said, great news. Thanks for handling the enrollment with United American. And thanks for writing a book which made Medicare understandable. I was getting overwhelmed with choosing among the different plans, but your book stripped away all the complexity and made it abundantly clear which plan was the best for me. I liked reading it so much that I still dip into it occasionally just to enjoy the clear and concise writing. Nicely done. Well, I just, you know, I blush the whole time I read this uh, note from Michael because he is quite the wordsmith himself. If he ever decides to write a book, I hope he lets me know so that I can purchase a copy. Anyway, I said, uh, thanks for the very kind words. I wouldn't hate it if you went to Amazon and posted a short written customer review. Potential readers are looking for reliable information, and they will thank you for it, as will I. And so I'll be gosh darned if he didn't do just that. And the 2023 book has two reviews now because it's so brand new. I just published it in uh, late December, and one of those is Michael's, and it's cra artfully crafted. So I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. And I now see that we're uh, at the 20-minute mark. Randy, what's, uh, what's the time look like from the big clock on your wall? The crickets have spoken. Oh, boy. It sounds like a death sentence the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should do the audience a favor and let them, uh, you know, release them to their daily activities a little earlier than we might otherwise. We can do that. But I do have one question that I, I want you to dig back in your memory banks, because as you were reading those various tests that were available... Back in my memory banks, somewhere in a past episode, many, many, many eons ago, we talked about some things that were covered by Medicare, and one of them was dancing lessons. <laughs> so under under what, can you remember under what circumstances Fred oh, Astaire came to your house and gave you dancing lessons? Okay, you know something? I wish I could remember that. I remember giggling heartily. Uh, and sharing a laugh with you about that. Um, I think it was a list of, oh, I know what it was. I was quizzing you. Is Would this be covered by Medicare or not? And some of the That's things right. were and some were That's not. That's right. So I was actually doing Stump the Podcast Engineer. And uh, it's, uh, you took over the stumping <laughs> that occurs on this show, and I haven't been able to quiz you about anything lately, but that's what it was. It was a contest to see which of those things might be covered by Medicare and which were not. Okay, that, that absolutely is correct. Now, what I don't remember is, are they covered or not? I'm going to say no. <laughs> oh, as a taxpayer, As a taxpayer, I'm hoping that we don't want, you know, I'm hoping not to pay for, you know, clumsy douches out on the dance floor stepping on the toes of their dates i think yeah. that's that's something they should pay for themselves you are absolutely correct uh you know as i've told you many times doug my mind works in strange ways and occasionally pop, things pop out of the archives 
at the most inopportune times. Well, can you shove that back in and close the door yes. quick? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, we need to tell some people thank you for joining us today. We have uh, had a lot of fun. And if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have nearly as much fun. You have taken a few minutes out of your day to spend it with us on the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast with uh, Doug Jones. And he is a specialist now. He's not an expert. He's just a specialist. And uh, we'll have to talk about that because I like the term expert much better because that's in fact is the truth. So anyway, thanks for joining us. We're going to have to go ahead and bow out now, land the plane, bring the train into the station because we only put two quarters in the meter today. Ooh. Well, we are cheap bastards, aren't we? Yes, we are. Well, it's the new, it's the new year. You know, I, I don't have any money. I no. spent it all on Christmas. So anyway, thanks for joining us. You have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy, originally from Oklahoma, now living in Cave Creek, up in the high altitudes behind the city, studying a number of different things, one of which is stargazing. And the second thing he's working on, although he's not done yet, is Mountain Guide. So we're we're going to keep doing that. Ooh, you can stretch this out. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us.